Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. You are in for a treat today. In this episode, you will hear not only a mother's heart, but someone who is intentional about living her life in a way that impacts others for generations to come. My friend Sherry does just that by mentoring young couples with their husband, pouring her life into young moms, and especially continuing investing into her adult children and grandchildren. She's not only intentional, but she sees using her strengths as an avenue to living out God's purposes for her life. Enjoy hearing about her strengths of maximizer, strategic, relator, communication, and woo. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am so excited for you to meet my good friend today, Sherry McGill. Welcome, Sherry. Hey, Barbara. Sherry and I have known each other for years and years, and she is just a gem of a person, and I'm excited for our listeners to hear more about you, Sherry, and your strengths and how they really have sh- driven and shaped who you are and what you've done. So tell tell our listeners like where you are and what you do and a little bit about your family. Okay. Um, I live in Orlando with my husband, Jack, and we have three grown children and nine grandchildren, mm. which is hard to believe. I feel like I woke up one day and three or four more grandchildren came into our life, but <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I love it. And uh, actually two of the three of our adult kids live in Orlando and uh, my husband, Jack and myself have been on staff with crew for over 43 years, which is hard to believe because those who know me well, and they always tease me about this is that I think that I'm in my late forties. And then I realized <laughs> yes. that I, you know, I've been in ministry 43 years, so that means I have to be in my 60s. So um, that just keeps me young. I think I'm in my 40s. But, um, you know, my husband and I have done uh, ministry all these years with college students and then with young professionals. Now we're going uh, and doing a model into um, the uh, public schools. And then another thing that we together as a couple have really enjoyed over the past 10 years is that we mentor and disciple young married couples. And then one of my all-time favorite things that I do that I've been doing probably for about 25 years is leading groups of young mothers. Um, And that's one of my favorite things to do is just discipling young moms. Mm. Gosh, I... um... It's, it's really neat just to hear, just like you say, the variety of things that, that y'all have done and you and Jack are just such a great team. And, um, I would love for you to tell a little bit like of those different things that you mentioned, like what have been some of your ministry highlights? Hmm. Well, I would say the first thing that comes to mind is, um, I was 
I think I even said this to you a couple of days ago is I just love being around people who are teachable Mm -hmm. and it, it really challenges and encourages me to be a teachable person too. So I feel like I benefit from being around people who are hungry to learn more about God, about themselves or just the stage of life that they're in. And then it gets me to start thinking, you know, I, I need to be that person as well. And cause I'm seeing growth in their life and I want to see it in mine as well. So I feel like for me personally, the two groups of people that I um, find myself gravitating towards is young married couples and young moms. And I think that, um, you just, you just can't help but be teachable in that those areas because you're new, you're new at being married, you're new at being a mom. And, um, and then it just kind of takes me back to, to remembering how I felt when I was a new married person or a new mom and just how I wish that someone would have come alongside me and given me some great perspective or a shot in the arm or pray for me or encourage me or maybe even giving me perspective. So that's been really fun. So one of my favorites is just meeting with young moms and hearing just things that are in their day-to-day struggles and trying to give perspective and um, God's answers and promises for them. And, um, one of the things that I always remind young moms, because I feel like if you if you listen to what the world says uh, about that role, it, it doesn't say very many positive things. Um, I think that I try to remind all of young moms that you have been given the most important job assignment by God, and that is to spend time discipling, loving and giving your all to something that's going to live for all eternity. And so there's a lot of things that we can do in life that will come and go or will be undone in a matter of hours or days. But when you pour into and build into a life that God has handpicked for you, it's going to last for eternity. So what an amazing job and what a privilege. And I think that reminds me too, for my own kids and grandkids, just the importance of making time to build in love on something that's going to last for eternity. That's so great. And I think, like you say, just knowing that has a very long lasting impact and mm-hmm. what a joy it is to be able to, to enter people's lives in a way and talk about things that are significant and help ground people in their, in their faith and their relationships and all all whatever that entails. Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's back up a little bit and talk about your top five Clifton strengths and how that is really the backbone of who you are and what you do and what you love to do. Um, so tell me about your top five strengths and what your strength journey has looked like. Well, um, my number one is maximizer. And then, um, Relator, strategic, communication, and woo. And I remember, boy, it was probably over 20, 25 years ago when I took the test to learn about the strength finders and core clarity. And um, all of it made sense. And, you know, 
And some of them I thought, well, I don't really know if I'm really that maximizing of a person, or I don't really know if, if this is really going to show up or has shown up. But now when I revisit, I just see as I'm older and I've had more years um, under my belt that I see, I can't believe how much that I operate out of these top five things. I mean, it's almost as if I feel like someone was walking around recording <laughs> what, what's going on in my life. I'm like, this is so me. Um, and I find myself too, it, with communication, um, I find myself like when I'm in a group of, of people or I have to give, like, I have to share what someone's meant in my life or share an illustration about um, a Bible verse that, or Bible chapter of the Bible that we've been studying, it just all of a sudden this illustration or this analogy or things start coming up in my heart, in my head. And then I start when given the chance, I, I start just saying, well, here's how I see this or, and I start communicating things and, and it just comes out. It's just, it's, mm -hmm. I just kind of feel like it's just in the core of how God created me. But then I'm kind of surprised when people say, Oh, that was so good. I'm thinking that was just like, what was in no my, big deal. Yeah. you know, like, yeah, I mean, but, but it, but it was an experience, you know, that I felt like, yeah, that was, I didn't even know I had that in me, but mm -hmm. in the moment, or if given opportunity, I, um, you know, I, I just, it just comes very easy. In fact, I was laughing because I think sometimes I have to remind myself not to talk so much because if given <laughs> the chance, I can talk. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but, but I love that. I love communicating. I love, um, years ago I was challenged because of my, my top five, someone really challenged me, um, to start developing my, like he, he said, you really have a lot of what it takes to be a public speaker. Mm -hmm. Well, those who know me when I was even growing up, if I had to give any kind of a talk, I would be like sick to my stomach for days, knowing I was going to have to get up in front of the class, you know, and share anything. When he said that, I'm like, that's like the last thing growing up that I ever wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But, um, but I see that as I've been given more opportunities, that it just is a natural kind of God given thing. And, um, I'd really need to, you know, develop that more. Well, you know, I know you've mentioned that before and I think, I mean, I love thinking about all of your strengths and as your friend, I've seen so many of these that are so evident in what you do. And when I hear about, um, things, you know, in your ministry, but even as you just mentioned that about speaking, I think about like maximizer is your number one strength and which means like going from good to great or pursuing excellence, wanting things to be the best. And I wonder if that is a little drawback for you with speaking because you have a really high standard in everything that you do. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Barbara. I, I never really looked at it like that, but I think that it's easy for me sometimes to try to really maximize other people when I see strengths in them or things that maybe they're kind of like a little 
hesitant to try new things in their life or, you know, um, I, I really love to, and maybe that's where my strategic comes in too, because I see the big picture and I can break down specific things that can get them to the end of the, the bigger picture. And I really love encouraging and exhorting and kind of coming alongside other people to help them maximize. But I think when it comes to my, maybe my own stuff, I am pretty hard on myself. And mm -hmm. so maybe it's harder for me, you know, when people have encouraged me to do things, it might be a little bit harder for me because I just want to do it with excellence. And I love people so much that I love pouring into them that I'm, that it's hard for me to think about some of the things that people have encouraged me to do, you know? Uh -huh. Well, um, what, like, as you think of these top five strengths and um, even I, I look at them and several of them are more like in the um, external world, like your maximizer, relator, communication, and woo of like, you're just such a great people person and you connect with people wherever you go. Um, do you, like when you wake up in the morning, what do you think about that, that really gets you going or excited about a day? Like, what does that look like? That is a great question because I am such a people person. So when I look at my, I'm going to say this day timer, <laughs> oh, really, how old are you? It really ages me. Yeah. But when I look at my, my to-do list or my, you know, what, what's up for the day, the thing that gets me the most excited is my, my time that I have, um, set aside to be with people mm -hmm. because I, and not as much tasks, like I have to do the tasks to get to, you know, being able to be fine with being with people because, because I, when I, when someone's in front of me, like if I'm having lunch or I'm having an appointment or I'm discipling somebody, it's like, I don't look at my watch. I don't think about like, okay, I've got three more minutes with that person. I just like am fully there because I love being with people. And to me, it's not like, okay, I'm going to give you 10 minutes of my time or, oh, I've got, you know, all these errands to run. So like, I hope we can, you know, I, I almost try to tell the other person, hey, let me know when an hour and a half is up because I won't even recognize that we've been together for an hour and a half. It'll, mm -hmm. it'll feel like 10 minutes to me. So I would say for me, it's just being able to be fully present with the person that that I've made time for for that day. And I know I've got to do grocery shop and I know I've got to do things to, you know, but those those things. Aaron kind of things are just because that's what you have to do in life. But I can't, I wake up and I can't wait for what I can do that day, whether it's with my grandchildren, which is a whole nother story. Um, or it was with my kids or with my disciples or friends. That's my, that is my cherry on the top of my ice cream sundae. Is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and I've, and I've really seen like, a lot of my strength finders kind of show up even in, in mothering adult children and especially grandmothering, because again, those who, who've known me, know me well, know that I'm really kind of a 
a kid at heart. Like I've told people I would be, I would be a great kindergarten or nursery school teacher because I love to play and be silly and, um, sing, make up stories and sing songs. And I just like, can just go right, right with those little kids that are, Mm -hmm. you know, two, four, five, six year olds. And I'm, I'm, I can become one of them in a second. So, um, so it's really been fun to kind of feel like I'm doing mothering again in my grandmothering and kind of doing some things with my grandchildren, like making up stories and doing zoom calls with them during COVID and, you know, pulling out all these resources to have them look at times in history. And then let's look at old fashioned, you know, um, choo-choo trains. And then I just make up these characters out of different colors and I get them all involved, all my grandchildren at the same time we did a zoom weekly call and they all became a part of my storytelling. Mm. And, and that was just really fun. And I saw that as I really want them to know stuff in history and I really want them to use their creative brains. And, and I was like, okay, there's my strategic showing up Uh or, Let's get them all together at the same time and figure out my grandkids in California's time zone with my Orlando kit grandkids. And let's get them all being together on the Zoom call, learning and growing and creating together. Mm. You know, so that's just that's so fun and so str- strategic. I love it. Yeah, it's really great. Well, um, one of the things you mentioned is the um, the young couples group that y'all led, and we kind of watched y'all do that for years. But then Warren and I were like, oh, we really want to do that with young couples. Um, we started that a few years ago. And tell me how, how you kind of enjoyed doing that or like how you saw your strength show up in what you did with mm. that. Well, we did it. We started, um, well, now it was 12, almost 12 years ago, but we, we've done it for 10 years. And um, what was neat about it is we, we actually asked another uh, couple to do it with us that were some of our really good friends. And we show, when we showed up to do this, we first prayed about what did we want it to look like? We knew it was with young married couples. But what did we really want to teach them and impart with them? What were some things that we felt like were foundational for young married couples um, to learn? And one was just, first of all, learning about how God created them and then, you know, getting to know God better, getting to know themselves better, getting to know their spouse better and getting to know um, uh, why God called them together as a couple and then writing their mission statement and then how dealing with finances and um just at the very end then was just now now what is now that you've learned a lot about yourself about god about your spouse and 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 what is it that you feel like because god god called you together with your spouse that there's something that he wants the two of you to do that you couldn't have done unless you got married together. And that was really fun for us to watch that kind of like the light bulb go on in each 
married couple is like, yeah, we're individuals and we're thriving, but now we're a couple and there are some really neat, unique things that we can do because of together with our strengths and weaknesses, there's a greater picture for us. And then we also watched as the four of us, meaning my husband and myself and then our other really good friends, um, we watched how all four of us were so different that God even designed this, what we call DIG, which is Discipleship Intensive Group. We just came up with that name. Um, we just saw how the four of us were so different that we brought uh, a unique difference to this group that we call DIG. And we also just felt like it says in the Bible that the younger um, people or the older people are to mentor the younger people, how important that is in Titus, how important that is for the older to, to mentor the younger. And when we look around a lot of times in society or even in our churches, where are the older people? They're, they're, a lot of them are just kind of done their thing and they've moved on, or maybe they've, you know, just are retired and they're not always in the same place. So we, we just really wanted to be that for young married couples to be the older that we could give perspective and encourage and kind of lay a foundation that they they could have you know in their marriage beginning with you know first several years of their marriage have more of a solid uh godly foundation um so Mm. well i i love just how you laid that foundation and just been such a model and encouragement to us as Warren and I were doing that with the couple groups that we've led. And again, as I even look at your strengths and it's like, I, I loved hearing what you did. And even as you explained it of just how significant and foundational this kind of group has been, Mm -hmm. I know for the people that were in it, but seeing like, yeah, you were maximizing, you were strategic. I'm sure every week relating to the people that you, you led and mm-hmm. putting words. I mean, just, I don't know, to me, it's just fun to see you in your element doing that of really investing in these couples. And I imagine you probably loved it every week that you did it, right? Oh yeah, we did. We would, we would laugh and, and, you know, we, I mean, it was just so fun doing with another couple that we love being with. And we got to really grow in, our relationship as friends and encouraging each other as well. But seeing just how God in his sovereignty knew that we were all, even though we were good friends, we were all so different and we could bring different perspective. And I think also the other thing, there was some other things that kind of came out of that as a result is I felt like just hearing year after year with some of these uh, young couples just hearing their hearts, it helped me to be a better um, parent to my grown children. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one of our children, when they were, I guess it was year three or four of their marriage, they actually did the dig because they lived in Orlando and they actually did the dig with us. So that was really fun being able to have, you know, one of our kids and their spouse um, in the group with us to kind of hear their perspective of, you know, uh, what their journey is and learning and growing and uh, just watching them kind of come alive, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really a added benefit for us. You mentioned earlier that 
as you've, I don't know really how you got into it, but just another thing that you have really enjoyed, which isn't necessarily um, ministry, but kind of is about wedding planning. Tell me about that. Oh yeah. That was like a big aha moment for me about probably almost 13 years ago, our daughter who lived and still lives in California in Los Angeles, um, she got engaged and then she wanted me to really help her um, with her wedding. And I was more than happy to, because of course that's what good mothers do, don't they? They help their their daughter with planning the wedding. Well, she was up to her eyeballs in lots of stuff going on with her job. And so she just would like basically ask, hey mom, could you help me with this? Or what about that? And, and I was like, absolutely, this is so much fun. And then the more that I um, would get into it, the more that I was like realizing, you know what, I've always loved planning a party. I love a good time. I love being creative. I love resourcing and researching things. I love doing things well, um, maximizing things and making something be at the end, the best it could be. And this was for my daughter. And it was so much fun. I was like, I can't believe this. I think I could really be a wedding planner. Yeah. And I realized, you know what? I can only be a wedding planner for people that are like really fun to work with, like my daughter, or, <laughs> you know, somebody that would be not a bridezilla and, yeah. um, or, or a mother, their mother being hard to deal with. And I'm like, you know what? I guess I can't be a wedding planner. I can only be it for my friends and their daughters. And I have done a number of weddings, um, just as a gift to my friends or their daughters, mm-hmm. um, because I just love it, but I wouldn't want it to be a job. Yeah. Well, I know, um, you were so helpful for me in mm. helping plan both of our girls weddings and just the different details you would help me think of, even though we had different lists and things we were working, but you just always had great, helpful things to consider. Yeah. So I know that you've blessed so many people doing that. Oh, well, um, Sherry, as you think about, um, just like what the title of this podcast is embracing your strengths. Do you feel like that's been easy or hard for you? What does that look like for you? Well, that's another great question. I would say that I find myself as I'm getting older, I find myself saying like, this is so much fun or like, especially to my young moms, like I so look forward to when I can be with you girls and they giggle and I giggle. And I just think that I, you know, you, you just, it has been so easy for me and some things are hard and I think that's good. It's good to have hard along with easy because I always be want to be reminded that my easy things and my strengths as well as my weaknesses come from God. And, um, I just love that I found some sweet spots where it is easy um, just just to do these things that, you know, we've talked about with my top five um, strength finders. I find it really easy in some sense, but I always welcome the hard because the hard keeps you humble. It keeps you trusting God and listening to what he wants you to do and how and when he wants you to use your strengths. 
And to know that just because you have a strength or something is easy doesn't mean that means you need to do it all the time. So that's something I feel like I've been learning this past year is um, I'm learning to listen more and first to listen more to, to the Lord. And sometimes I find myself very easy to um, use my gift of exhortation and tell people maybe how they could get out of a situation or how to help them with a problem. But when I listen, sometimes I hear God say, sometimes not now, like not now or not just yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's been a really good thing for me to learn because I think all of us kind of want to gravitate towards things that are easy. So I'm trying to realize that sometimes it's good to welcome the hard because the hard makes you recognize that you need to lean on God. Yeah. Well, um, I thank you so much for sharing that. And I think of um, just, again, just knowing you and, We've had great conversations about marriage and friendships and things like that. And I appreciate how you, you really move toward people and you do talk about hard things and like your relator and communication, but that's mm. um, such a strength to see those in action. And I don't know if you would want to share this story, but um I think about, you know, when we've been together as couples and sometimes we, you know, we all have things that we laugh about that are funny or hard, but, um, but just, just seeing like you and Jack kind of work through, um, you know, we all have bumps in the road, you know, there sometimes a lot of ours seem to be around money and I think yours do too, but, um, about it's kind of really, it's partly you in your, um, being willing to talk about what was hard, but when Jack, you know, had the little peace offering story, did, <laughs> <laughs> would you want to tell about that? Oh, I just always think it's so interesting and humbling and good when you, you're kind of like your weaknesses or your, I would call them warts kind of start popping out in front of other people. Cause we all know behind closed doors, you know, mm -hmm. it, we, we have our moments that, you know, we don't see eye to eye with our spouse or a good friend or whatever. But in this case, you know, I, I think of you, Barbara and Warren and that other couple friend, uh, Hugh and Julie, that we're really good friends with. We, through the years, we've spent times vacationing together and just coming to each other's house and, spending time doing things. And then just because I think we have the, the security and the safeness of our friendships over time, we, we kind of can just like let each other know, you know, everything's not 100% wonderful all the time, but mm -hmm. uh, we just had that little time where we were down by a, a Disney hotel. And I think Jack was, uh, we we kind of had our little like I always want to go for all the gusto and not think about how much things cost and ask more <laughs> don't about all of us women. We don't, do that. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have to like we don't have to go get that you know five dollar scoop of ice cream or whatever whatever it was. So his mind's more about the experience and not as much about the money. And I think Jack's a little bit more being careful with you know 
our resources, which is why God put us together. Yes. But, but I think, you know, it just kind of hit ahead. And, you know, I said in front of our friends, Barbara and Warren and Hugh and Julie, I was like, you're in the doghouse now because you just <laughs> away all my fun that I wanted to think about us doing down here at Disney. And so then, you know, we were sitting there at the pool, you know, on the chairs and around the corner comes Jack with like three <laughs> big, huge scoops of ice cream. Like he's going to throw care to the wind and say, I'm going to go spend that money and we're going to have one good big laugh about this. Yeah. And so he came around almost like a pool boy bringing us a drink, but he brought us a three scoops of ice cream and we've laughed about that story. And, and I think that's the other thing that my mom and dad has taught me through the years. It's like, laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously and give your spouse, you know, a lot of grace because we can hold them to the mat. And then where does that get us? You know, you think you win, you won an argument, but you really lose, losing. In, yeah. the, in the end. So yeah, we've laughed at that story and known that, yeah, just sometimes just laugh at yourself and go with it. So that's what Jack did. Yeah, that was, that was really <laughs> fun when we always kind of keep sharing that picture when it comes around. I know, I know. I but know. I, I like how you said that because it is, um, it's just valuing the relationship and sometimes that's hard and takes work and humility yeah. But um, just courage to even talk it out. I mean, that was kind of a seemingly minor thing, like how much money to spend yeah. when we're out. But it those things happen a lot in anyone's marriage. Yeah. So I just appreciate just y'all and modeling just that grace and um, <laughs> just courage and working through stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, um. Sherry, what would you, would you have any advice for anybody that has any of your particular strengths that maybe to kind of help utilize them more or anything that you've learned that's been helpful about knowing your strengths or maybe somebody lives with someone or works with someone that has these strengths and they're um, trying to really learn how to connect better with this person or work with them more easily? Wow. I, I just, Barbara, I love your questions. Of course, um, a part of me thinks, where where do I even begin to answer that? And then another part of me thinks, well, I can just answer that, you know? Uh-huh. So, um, but I would say that really pay attention to what other people are saying about you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think sometimes with my five, um, you know, people have asked me, encouraged me to write a children's book, to write some of the things that I have done in grandmothering or ideas that I've done, um, you know, in the past, like they've really encouraged me to do certain things. And I just think, I don't think I could do that. And I think a lot of it, as I'm realizing, is because I think, I don't know what the end product's going to look like. And I want it to be good. And, and I would say, I would encourage people that have some of the similarities of strengths like mine is just begin. I mean, what does it hurt to just begin doing something that either you're encouraged in doing or someone else has encouraged you to do? And then another thing is, I feel like ask someone 
to hold you accountable to maybe some of the things that you really would want to do and not wait. So one of my action points is I just really want to um, have someone hold me accountable to a couple of things that are on, have been on my bucket list for probably five to six years. And I just keep thinking, you know, I have so many other things that I like doing, but I know I'd really love doing, you know, fill in the blank. Some of it is, is writing a book on grandmothering. Well, get somebody, you know, that has, if enough people have encouraged you on something and you haven't done it, maybe the, there's a missing piece. And for me, I just need someone to encourage me and, and hold me accountable to just begin taking small steps. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's really good. Yeah, I think, yeah, just like you said, listening to what people say and there's always so much feedback that we can take in every day, but a lot of times we really don't always like that. But mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. even practically, like you said, of just things that are possibilities of really how to use our strengths even better and for things that might be a little bit of a stretch. That's really great. One other thing I wanted to say too is um, I, this is the one that I get kind of like teased about. I don't know if tease is the word, but I'm just going to say teased about the most is that I have woo and literally I could go anywhere, whether it's a grocery store, walking down the street, I mean, fill in the blank. I find myself just in random places and people come up to me and want to talk to me, want to ask me my opinion, like, do you, or like an old man might be in Publix and say, you know what, my wife asked me to get, you know, um, <laughs> turmeric, and I don't know what that is. Could you show me where that is? And I'm looking down, I'm like, I don't have like a Publix shirt on, but there is a person right like two people down that works, yeah. but they come to me and I'm like, absolutely. I would love to help you. I don't know where that is, either, <laughs> but let's go on a journey together. And then I crack up thinking people just ask me all the time and I love to help people. So I'll go absolutely. But then I chuckle to myself and I'm like, the people that work at the store are really literally standing next to me, but they ask me. And so what I'm realizing is there's a reason why, that is, and I don't really know what it is, but what I've told myself recently is there's something that I'm giving off that God's created me to be a person that people are drawn to. And what do I do with that? Is it just for me or just to help people? Or is there conversations that maybe God would really want me to have with them because they're taking the initiative to talk to me and I don't even know them. So maybe there's something that in that in that strength god wants me to take it to another level rather than just helping maybe there's a question i need to ask them so that then i'm being more spirit led towards something that god wants them to know about them mm-hmm. you know so i don't know that's kind of been trickling late, lately in my mind is sometimes our strengths are for greater purposes than just what we can accomplish. It might yeah. be something that God really wants us to take down a whole nother avenue if we just listen to why he gave it to us. Yeah, mm, that's really good. 
Yeah, because everybody isn't like you and yeah. can talk to anybody about anything anywhere. And um, <laughs> well, that's what the definition is. And I know I, I know. have oh, a daughter cool. with that, and I it's so fun to see it. And um, so that's so great. Well, one last question I have for you, and I know we could just talk about so many things, and I don't think people would want to listen to two hours of us and all these <laughs> insights, but um. What has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? Mm. I would say just because I think the older I get, the more I realize that, you know, we, we are going to live. We, I mean, I know this, but I think it just is, I live more of a reality that we are eternal people. Like mm-hmm. we are going to live for eternity. And so when I see God bring new grandchildren into our family, I am just so like that puts such a smile, I would say, in my spirit, even more than on my face, mm-hmm. a big smile in my spirit, because I think, isn't it so wonderful with all of our technology and all the things that man can do now that God is the one that handpicks the sex that's supposed to be in, in each one of our children. So he handpicks either a being a boy or a girl, and he handpicks how he's woven their strengths and weaknesses into this little teeny body that is going to grow up and have a voice and a personality and strengths and weaknesses. And it just, that brings such a smile in my spirit because I think he's handpicked this little new life for my children and for me to be a a grandmother. And I just can't wait for them to just get older so that I can play with them and learn more about them and pray for them. And so that is what brings just knowing that life goes on and specifically in our family tree, what God is still up to and what he's wanting to do even after I'm gone on this earth. And, And if there's just a few years or whatever that I can just love on them and pray for them and, and just have fun with them. That's what brings a huge smile on my spirit. I would say for now, right now. Gosh, you got me crying, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's so, um, it is such a gift and Mm -hmm. such a delight to, to see these little people and Mm -hmm. just the opportunity that we can have to, to love them and hopefully have an impact in their life. So, And see your own children and what's important in their life and what they want to pass on to your grandchildren. That brings a huge smile to my heart as well, because I think, oh, you know, the next generation of our children and what they see is important and conversations I hear them have or like our youngest daughter just having a two month old little granddaughter. And I see the sacrifices she's willing to do and, you know, nursing and being up all hours just to pour into this new little life. And just, you know, as her mother, it just, that brings a smile. It's just seeing our kids be parents, you know? Well, this has been wonderful, Sherry. Thank you so much just for um, giving us a glimpse into you and your strengths and just your heart for people. And like you said, pouring into to young women and your children and your grandchildren. And 
I think it's um, just so, um, so many practical things that hopefully people can listen to of like what it means using your strengths in um, just a impactful way. So thank you for sharing and being with me on Embrace Your Strengths today. Okay. Thanks, Barbara. Bye. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.